Hi guys, welcome back to the Stitman Sessions podcast. This week's guest was the wonderful Pete Murphy. He's an artist and musician who's released countless albums over the last couple of years, uh, the latest of which came out just in the past week. There's a, a full review of that on the Stereo Stitman website done by our writer Larry. Um, but for this chat, we, we talk everything from songwriting to stage performance, confidence issues, um, the current state of the music industry in general, and just get some really good insight um, from Pete's perspective as an experienced artist um, who's been working in the industry for quite a long time now. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you get something out of it. And thank you for tuning back in. What I wanted to start with was I interviewed you once, well, uh, in the past for Stereo Stickman, just a written interview. Um, and yep. one, of the, one of the quotes that you said was that you'd been a professional musician for more than 20 years. Um, you said you'd been gigging since you were at school and you'd done everything from like little open mics to, to big budget albums um, with big names and yep. things like that. Um, so yep. that's, uh, that's a massive part of why I wanted to have a chat with you. I thought it'd be useful to our community and just, you know, really nice to find out a bit more about that, if that's all right with you. Um, okay, sure, yeah. So <clears throat> just to start like right at the beginning, where did where did everything start musically for you? What was the, the first thing that you got into? Well, it began with my dad. Um, he had a guitar lying around the house. He, uh, in, in the spare bedroom, he had a, an office for work and he had an acoustic guitar in there that, um, that he had... Uh, he played guitar a bit when he was a, a teenager and in his 20s. And I used to kind of go in and uh, into his office and I would look at the guitar. Um, and then I was... I think I was seven and my parents asked what I wanted for Christmas on that particular year. And I said, a guitar... Um, and that was it, really. Uh, my dad taught me my first chords. Um, when you were seven? He taught me a... Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he, he taught me... Um, the first chord I learned was a G major. Um, and then he taught me... Um, he taught me the Grand Old Duke of York. That was the first the first song that I learned. Um, and and it went from there, really. I, uh, I, I kind of... I had an interest in music before that as well. Um, I... I grew up on my dad's records. Really, there was um, he was into really into the early Beatles. Uh, he uh, there were uh, I remember the Queen albums around. There were um, Day at the Races, so I used to love listening to like Bicycle Race and things like that. The, the, the novelty songs kind of stood out to me. So Bicycle Race was like a a, a big one. And then um, there's a there's a picture of me somewhere as well sitting on a. Uh, my dad's chair, uh, listening to Stevie Wonder's "Hotter Than July" album, uh, and I've got the the uh, the album sleeve opened in front of me. It's actually kind of almost bigger than me, um, and uh, so yeah, I, I kind of grew up on on those things. So you know, melodic uh, uh, pop music. So there's, as I said, the, the Beatles, Queen, and then um, I kind of progressed from there to his uh, his Led Zeppelin and Deep Purple albums, Black Sabbath, uh, when I uh, got a little bit older. Um, but yeah, that's that, that, that was the beginning, yeah. Okay, cool. That sounds like um, a potential album cover, that photograph. Well, <laughs> I have, um, yeah, I have a, uh, an album called Thelonious Punk that you have reviewed. You do indeed. Uh, yeah. the, the cover of that album um, is a picture of me, uh, as a, as a, I was probably, yeah, around seven. Um, it was my birthday party and I had a, a fancy dress party and I uh, wanted to be a punk. So um, 
Oh, that is. That I picture, was going to ask about that. That's really it? nice to know. So it is yeah. actually just an old photograph of you. Yeah. Well, I have good memories of of uh, the punk scene. Really, when I was very very small, um, I was in. Uh, I grew up in Coventry, and I was in Coventry Town Centre with my parents. And there was a, pl- a person selling balloons, and. I really wanted a balloon uh, and they were going to take me to get one. By the time we got there, all the balloons had gone and I got really upset. And there was a, a, a like a crowd of punks standing just across from us. And the uh, the one guy had, had bought a balloon and he saw that I was upset and he came over um, and he gave me his balloon. Uh, he was a guy who was dressed up like the, the punks of the day, the late 70s, uh, with the um, the the studs and the leather and the um, the safety pins. And it, it taught me a lesson very early on um, to not, you know, um, you know, I, I think uh, punks may before that have looked a bit scary to me, but, uh, you know, the, here was this punk coming over and giving me, giving me a balloon. To not judge um, by and it, appearances and, mm, and dress, yeah. Yeah, and it was a, that was a very early lesson. I must have been about about four when that happened, something like that. That's cool that you so, remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Amazing. So, so, so you started to play guitar. You did Grand Old Duke of York. What? Where? At what point did you start like thinking? Right, I'd like to be in a band, or like, what was the next step after that? Um, the next step was I had guitar lessons at school, at uh, junior school. Um, there was this guy. He was really, really cool. His name was Peter Jenkins, and he was the he he was he didn't actually work at the school. He he just came in, uh, I think, once a week to teach some of us. Uh, guitar and I think there were only three or four of us who who ever had guitar lessons really um and he uh he made a big impact on me he would say uh, I'd say I want to learn this song I want to learn this Madonna song and the next week he'd come back with chord sheets with this you know Madonna song and he'd worked it all out for us and we and he'd teach us how to play it and and he was um I think he was my favorite teacher because uh um yeah uh he was he was someone I, I saw as being very cool and he uh, he could play lots of songs. Yeah. Uh, so that was the next step. And I um, that was that was junior school. So I, I was still very young then. I was eight, nine, something like that. Um, but as far as getting into bands, I I um, I moved from Coventry to Solihull when I was about 12. Yeah. Uh, my dad bought a business uh up there and so we moved and I I moved to a, a new school um which was uh it was quite difficult um everybody's uh, bonds and friendships had already been uh long uh since built uh you know you you grow up yeah, yeah. through uh infants juniors and seniors with people and so I didn't really fit in but I I, I ended up falling in with a few people who who uh we we formed a band at school, and we were terrible. Uh, but it was enough to um, to make me realise that's what I wanted to do. Um, there were things that uh, that stood out to me before that as, that that made me think I want to be a performer from right from a very young age. When I was three, I went to see Greece at the cinema, um, so, and seeing uh, John Travolta on the the car doing the Grease Lightning song that, you know, I think that was one of the, the first things that made me think, yes, I want to be a performer. But when I actually, when I actually got a taste of it, when I was, you know, in my friend's garage and he was hitting some drums and I was playing guitar and that it was, yeah, this is, this is 
exactly what I want to do. So that's like a pretty eclectic range of influences, which makes sense having listened to, you know, a couple of your albums and different stuff that you've done. Um, Because you're not, it's not really possible to confine you to a single genre or style, if if that makes sense. Um, Yeah. um, Yeah. I, I, I think that's really nice. You don't get a lot of people, I mean, for to mention the Grease thing as well and kind of then previously we were talking about Stevie Wonder and stuff. It's quite a, a wide range. Of yeah, I love Stevie Wonder. Um, and um, But, uh, yeah, I, I've always, um, I mean, w- at the age when I got into my first band that I mentioned, um, I was getting into rock music and I, I fell really into that 80s rock kind of scene, the Guns N' Roses and um, all of that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and Do we, were you a gigging band or were you just playing in the garage? We we progressed, yeah, to, to uh, playing gigs and it was kind of we we um I remember there was three of us uh, from school and we, we found this uh, a, a singer who was a, a girl. She was a bit older than us. I think we were kind of like 15 or something like that. And she was she was maybe late teens early 20s and and we ended up um we used to play the local nightclubs and we we got reviewed in Kerrang magazine and things like that which was for us oh, we nice. we thought we were rock stars and you know oh well, we've made it we're in Kerrang um but uh it was um yeah, and we'd, we'd play, uh, there's a, uh, venues in Birmingham, like places like Edwards Number 8 that we would play. Um, and these are, these are venues that our heroes um, were playing as well, um, you know, and we, uh, you know, later bands like Nirvana and Pearl Jam were doing early gigs there and things yeah, like that. So yeah. we were like, oh, we've met, you know, we're, 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 we're with the big boys kind of thing, yeah. even though we were, we were terrible. <laughs> no, that's cool. What was the name of the band? Um the uh, X-rated, um, which is a terrible name as well. <laughs> um, I like it. It's good. Well, um, in what way were you a terrible band? We well, you, you look at bands these days. Who um, I mean, take the Arctic Monkeys. They uh, what were they seventeen when they came out or something? And they they were they were doing these incredible, you know punk pop songs you know i bet you look good on the dance floor and when we were 17 we could um we could barely string two chords together really you know we were we were um we we there was uh, it was very loose it was very um very unprofessional and very lots of uh, energy kind of thing though scrappy yeah um but then as i said you know you take some some of these bands that have really uh like I mean, the Arctic Monkeys are the ones I can think of because they were very young at the time, um, and it, it's it was just we we were just a, a completely different level to that kind of thing. Um, I think, as songwriting wise as well, we we had no clue really. So when at what point did you personally start uh, properly getting into songwriting then and coming up with your own original material? I always used to mess around with the little ideas and things but I, I never considered myself a songwriter I, I once um that band finished I, I got in with a singer um who I'm still uh still in touch with a girl called Ronnie Perry she um she does kind of country rock stuff now and she's an incredible singer um and I I work with her for a little while um and then I I got into a band called um I didn't, I didn't get into a band. It was kind of, um, we, I, I met a singer called Jack Rubinacci um, and we ended up uh, being in a band together called Honeyman. Um, Jack is now, uh, he lives in Norway. He's, I'm 
still in touch with him as well. We I've, I played on um, a couple of his albums, um, and he's uh, he's he's kind of uh, quite well known in Norway, and, and I think he gets radio play in France and things like that. And so we we were in this band called Honeyman, and it was the first um, first band I'd been in where I I thought yeah this is that there was everything was there, all the pieces were in place, the chemistry was there, the songwriting was great, the performances. Um, were uh everything just felt right um and at that point i still wasn't really writing um i i didn't really start writing seriously um so what what was your role in the band were you the singer no, I was a guitar player. Okay. Um, I've I've never I I, uh, I I know you mentioned my singing uh, earlier in uh, the email you sent me earlier, um, and I've I've never considered myself a singer at all. Um, oh, okay. And I still don't really. It's it's just something I do, uh, really, to get the songs across. I, I don't um, I don't have a band, uh, so I have I have to do everything myself. Do all the parts. I, uh, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, I. I so um I'm and I've never considered myself to be a singer it's uh it's I've always struggled with with my voice it's um I wouldn't have thought that, that I, at all from uh, from listening yeah I, I'm I uh I don't know I, I <clears throat> excuse me um I uh it's kind of a really weird thing I I I have only started singing um in uh, in front of people recently uh, up until recently I couldn't um I could do backing vocals on stage with a band I always have done but yeah. I um and not so much the front the front sing- person yeah singing lead vocals on stage for me is something that I, I still haven't got there yet I'm 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 at the point of um I mean I I know you're aware of the other project that I do the Edward uh, show thing yeah. and I'm I'm at, I'm getting to the point of taking that live and being the front man and one of the main reasons for doing the Edward show is um, it's a stepping stone. It's um, going out in character as a front person seems easier than going out as Pete Murphy. I completely um, understand that. Yeah, and it's kind to of me, like it's, a mask said, that you can wear. Or a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so it's a stepping stone, really, to yeah, um, yeah. For, to to me being being able to go out as myself uh, because I still. I'm at the point where I don't quite have the confidence to do that yet, um, and I, I, I'm, I think I probably strayed way away from uh, the point you were asking about when I started writing songs. Was it? Yeah, you were talking um, about the second band that was really good. Um, yeah. Okay. So um, uh, it ended up uh, Jack, uh, the singer. He left the band, uh, and we got another singer in, and, and the chemistry just wasn't the same. It was it, it became a different band, and and it got to the point where none of us were really having fun. Um, so it ended, and I didn't really start writing songs until I was in my early thirties. So about ten. Um, no, it was a bit more than that actually. Sorry, um, we're probably talking about fifteen years ago. So I was t- late twenties okay. uh, when I started writing songs. Um, I mean, just just for reference, I'm 43 now. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, um, and then when when did you? Re- how many albums have you recorded, or EPs, or pro- in, you know, projects in full? Well, again, because of um, the lack of confidence in my abilities, I I didn't release any of my music. I wrote hundreds and hundreds of songs over the years and never let anybody hear them really and it's only um my i released my first album in january 2017 
and since then I think I'm so it's less less than two years that you've been putting stuff solo stuff out yeah yeah uh, so in that time I've, I've done uh, as far as solo albums go I've done uh, 12, 12 solo albums wow. um, I did a uh, an album, a collaborative album with uh, an, an artist you, that you know called Acoustic Maddie. Yeah. Um, so we did a, a joint a joint thing together. Plus I've done a few EPs and things like that. Um, some of the albums that I've done have been uh, covers of other people's albums. I actually uh, I, I quite enjoy doing that. Um, oh, okay. What, with and, just uh, putting I, your own slant on it kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've done two covers of entire albums by um an artist that i mentioned in previous interviews called ergo fizzmiz um he's one of my biggest uh, influences one of my favorite musicians um so i've covered two two of his albums and i've also covered an album by an artist called zach phillips who uh, he owns a record company called osr tapes uh, in uh, america um so yeah uh and but everything else is is uh stuff i've i've written okay so Um, there's loads left that you potentially could put out at some point um i i tend to leave things where they are so it's um if i mean i know i've written i said i've written hundreds of songs in the past that have never been heard i I probably won't do anything with those they'll they'll just sit there on a hard drive forever uh because i i I always want to do something new what do you think Um, the difference was then when you wrote like thelonious punk or um you know, the Black Valentine album, why do you think you wanted to put those ones out? Um, I just, it was just a case of gaining a bit more confidence in myself. Um, I, when I did my first solo album, uh, it's an album called Cognitive Decline. It's a, a rock album, kind of grungy, funky rock. Um, and it took a long, long time to make. I, I, I got into a cycle of doing takes over and over again uh, many, many times. Um, I was never happy with anything that I did. Um, and I actually abandoned the album and gave up music for a while um, because I just couldn't get what I heard in, in my head um, out onto uh, onto to come, uh, tape, if, yeah, if whatever you want. to come back it. through the speakers, um, yeah. Yeah, so um, so I I quit for a while, and then I I just thought um, I think about six months passed or something. And I thought I I should just put these out. It's probably I'm probably never going to release or record anything again. So I should just kind of finish them off as best I can and put them out and as a kind of a, a farewell <laughs> to the uh, to the music business. Um, so I finished it off and put it out as uh, I didn't put it out as an album. I put it out as a, co- a collection of demos. Um, and it was not long after that, that I discovered Ergo Fismis, and that is when my, um, my, uh, confidence and creativity took off really. Um, and so I kind of credit him greatly with helping me to, um, helping me find, what I needed in order to uh, thrive as a, an artist, and 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 I've been lucky enough to kind of uh, spend time with him as well. I mean, I he performed uh, two weekends ago in Frome uh, with a, a band that he has with two guys from Rotterdam, and and um, went down there, and you know we we hung out for the uh, the evening, and um, and it's it's always 
it's always inspiring. Every time I see him, he does something different. Um, I've seen him perform in London. I've seen him perform puppet shows. I've seen him perform um, uh, random spoken word things, uh, rock and roll gigs. And it's, it's, I think that that's had a, a, an impact on me because I've always been into um, many different things, you know, like we've already talked about the wide range of influences. Um, and it, it Again, that's given me the confidence to to not stick with one style. Uh, so that that's why uh, Thelonious Punk is different to uh, Jenny LeBlanc or whatever else. You know, I I, I think I try and um, do something different with every album. The very first time I heard you, I think it was on the Kiss Inspired Us track with Acoustic Maddie, um, and then it was okay. af- and then after that, I think um, I heard. I think Thelonious Punk was the first album of yours that I wrote about, um, and I, yeah, just, I was yeah. I was just blown away. I thought it was incredible, and I thought you just sound like you've been doing it for a long time. And I, I just assumed you were gigging and you know, um, kind of touring with it because that's the kind of thing that would just be amazing if you had like the full band set up. You know, uh, I don't know. I pictured it at like a festival stage or something like that. Um, some of those songs would go down really well with that kind of thing. Have you ever played any of these with a the band? Uh, no, um, I, I've uh, I, I've only been I've been playing with a band the last few years. It's it's actually um, recently finished. But uh, I, I was playing guitar for a friend of mine called um, his uh, band called Malone, and um, it it's mainly due to uh, I don't know th- um, apathy, audience apathy, really that we've uh, stopped gigging. Um, we, it's it's a band that I really loved being part of uh and um it's the you know the songwriting's good i mean matt, they're all matt's songs it's his solo project and and uh just there's uh three of us guys who who played with him and it was um i don't know the songwriting was it, it was rock music but it had something uh interesting and unique about it it wasn't just the typical um three chord rock music uh that you hear a lot on the radio and things like that and and but people just weren't coming to shows i think uh the last gig we did i think we played to the sound man the bar man the promoter and the promoter's friend who who loudly um proclaimed that he was leaving halfway through the set um and and and, and it, it's uh it, it gets you know difficult to continue but um so yeah so I, and it's things like that 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 have um stopped me from taking my own thing live it's um it's hard to get people um out of the comfort of their homes and their facebook and things like that these days and get them to travel out to shows was it, uh, was that I, another show in like your hometown so everyone yeah. by this point had already seen you um yeah but it, it's it, it's difficult to get people even if whether it's your first show or your 100th show it's it's difficult to get people out difficult to get people interested all the promotion and um and uh advertising in the world just we we, we it's it kind of uh, it stumps me um you know i've seen some of my favorite artists in the world play to two people or three people and it and it, it's uh you know, it's difficult. Um, I went to a show on Saturday um, and the uh, 
in the the same theatre, um, there was an Adele tribute playing, and I was in, uh, I was watching another show in the same building, uh, and the the uh, the Adele show had hundreds of, of people, uh, and the gig that I was at, it was great, and there was hardly anybody there. Um, you know, there were, there were ten people in the room, and it's. Uh, what what do you think that that says then that obviously there are people that have watched maybe things on TV or watched kind of the X Factor and that kind of thing. Why are they more influenced to come out and see something like that rather than to support um, something a little bit different? Or well, <laughs> um, it's it's a difficult subject. It's um, I, I I went into this uh, in, in um, a, an interview I did with you a while back about uh, that that. I think people have been um, people have been conditioned, and they they want they want easy things. It's easy to go and listen to somebody singing songs that somebody else has made famous. It's easy to listen to nice, pretty melodies, um, which there's there's nothing wrong with nice, pretty melodies. Um, but it's um, th- there's there's a lack of advent of adventure. Um, I think not just in music, just in in. Uh, in life in general, um, that there's, you know, um, I, I don't know. I think things are too structured, uh, and, and people, um, it'd be, it'd be nice if people were more adventurous, I think. Yeah, possibly. I think it, it, it has, there has been a slight shift maybe just in very, very recent years. Cause there's a couple, I generally like if I watch, um, interviews or read other articles, I, I, I get into a lot of hip hop because hip hop artists tend to really have the business side of things down a lot more than other genres mm. do. Um, you know, and there's a competitive element to it. So they want to be the best and that's within their lyrics and stuff. So the confidence just kind of grows and grows, but also within like the punk scene. Have you heard of a band called Idols that have recently, uh, I haven't. I, I don't really uh, know a lot of what's going on in the world musically, as far as the. Uh, I I don't listen to the radio, so I, I'm a bit. Um, I'm a bit closed off, really. I, I no, no, fair enough. They're not. It's not mainstream by any right. by any stretch of the imagination. They're, they're a band from uh, from Bristol, which I used to live in Bristol okay. for about three or four years, and they've been going for years. And very, very recently, they got on the Jules Holland show, and I don't know how that came about. Mm. But um, since then, things have been kind of. You know, they've been getting punk big again and there's a few other bands like shame and a couple of others that i can mention so that sort of punk scene is kind of thriving at the minute if you watch i haven't been to any just yet but um i'm hoping to but you know if you you can see on youtube there is a sort of new energy coming to that kind of thing where people do just want to come and listen to something loud that you know that with a bit of depth and yeah it's not auto-tuned and it's not perfect yeah um and that's quite exciting to watch but also i watched them in an interview and they were saying that a lot of their friends had said or had implied you know, that they should perhaps give up now. They're all in their 30s and they've been doing it for years. Um, and this was just before things started to take off for them. So yeah. there is, you know, an element of like, what is it about some artists that are able to just keep on going and pushing and doing all these free shows and, you know, doing all the promotion and stuff continuously year after year after year. Hmm. Whereas most people, I think, step away from it at a certain point or... You yeah, know, find it too difficult. Do you, do you th- what do you? I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Um, well, I, I I know both types of people really. I know people who have stepped away from it for various reasons, um, and I know people uh, who who still continue to 
to plug away and uh, do it. Uh, I mean, I, I'm one of those people. I um, I do it because that's what I do. Uh, I um, it's funny because um, I, I remember when I was uh, some. I think I was around 21. Somebody who my wife worked with at the time um, said it's uh, it's a shame that he's uh, too old to make it now. And I was 21 at the time. Um, and uh, but yeah, so so now I, what, what am I now? 22 years older than than that, and um, and I'm still going. I I think for me it's um, the uh, the. I've kind of changed a lot of my ideas and definitions of what, what success is. Um, it's, I, I don't, um, I don't have the, the same goals. I don't have the same dreams as I did when I was 16, 17, 18. And, um, you know, and, and I think my, um, my, my goals probably have changed numerous times throughout my, uh, musical, um, can you call it a career if if, uh, yeah, if, if yeah, you don't absolutely haven't uh, made it in in other people's eyes? Um, yeah, so I I am um, and and I'm I'm at the point now uh, for the first time in my life where uh, and I felt this way kind of since um, since last year since around the time just before Thelonious Punk um, where. I feel that I am successful in what I do. Uh, I am able to create when I want, what what I want. Um, nobody's telling me that I can't do something a certain way. Nobody is telling me that I have to do this or I have to write a single, or I, um, you know, I I I I am free to to be who I want with my music and express myself exactly how I want to. Um, so that, that was the other thing that you said that made me want to talk to you about this because um, I think you mentioned that in the interview, didn't you, that you just felt that, that just that freedom that you feel to create whatever the, the hell you want because, you know, there are no rules and there's no one putting up walls around it or saying it has to be this kind of way and um, it must be quite, yeah. It, do you think it's changed then the way that you approach writing and do you feel like maybe everything that you write now and record is slightly better or slightly more means more to you yeah I mean you care kind of thing I, I mentioned that on my first album I was I got into a cycle of doing endless takes and I you know it drove me crazy and I gave up and all of that these days I make albums very quickly I um I, I, I tend to spend between two and six weeks on an album and and that's um that's including the writing, recording, mixing and mastering. Um, I think, um, and I do things very quickly and I, a lot of things are improvised. Um, and I, uh, I tend to, um, I feel that my music is better for it. Uh, definitely. Um, it's less, uh, I don't know what I once, when I was putting things under the microscope and, um, trying to attain this level of perfection that just doesn't exist um it i think it's the it uh i you end up not happy as well uh, it, uh um and 
so even if you come out with a good product I, all i think about with that first album now is how um hellish the making of it was uh, and even though i like the songs i i still th- you know it reminds me of a period in in my life that was really difficult creatively uh, whereas when i think to um felonious punk or junk funk hospital um or funland i just all i think is is the the fact that i was um either laughing um or uh, any tears were tears of joy um the uh you know that it was uh you know i, I just all, all i just have great associations with making that the, this run of albums that i've done from um from junk funk hospital through to the the latest uh, edward show thing uh, I, I i just have nothing but good memories of making the albums there's so much uh, freedom and improvisation it's like I, some of the things for percussion i'd be hit you know i had a walk um and i was hitting the walk for percussion um and it was making this kind of really weird sound um and I, you know i can do things like that i, I can um is that on the album? Yeah, on um, the the I did an album called Junk Funk Hospital. That that was my my first. I think it's on Spotify, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's it's on Bandcamp as yeah. well, but I think it's on Spotify. Yeah, um, and it's uh, the the introduction to that album. Um, there's uh, there's several noises that go on. It's it's another concept album, but there's um, on that introduction you can actually hear somewhere there's a. Uh, the sound of the walk being hit and doing this wah, 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 wah kind of sound. and um, That's really funny. I'd listened to that earlier. I think I only listened to the first two tracks on yeah. it and made a point. You know, I'd not listened to it before. I made a point to go back. and uh, But I didn't, yeah, it didn't occur to me that that's what that's. Yeah, I think <laughs> that there's, that's there's two like. things. There's a, there's a Tibetan singing bowl that I used and I think I pitch shifted. Um, and that was a gift off a friend of mine called Suzanne. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then the walk being hit. And, and I think I just used a little Zoom handheld recorder to record the walk. And then I just plugged it into my uh, recording system. Um, and uh, and I, I, I'm sure I manipulated the sound in some way, but I, I can't remember what I did. But yeah, I can. I can the point is that I can do things like that. And um, just because... I think I was washing up one day and, and I was washing the walk up and when I, I, I caught it uh, with my hand and it made a certain noise and I just thought, yeah, I could record that. <laughs> that sounds, you know, good on nice. an album. Um, That's a tune. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I like it. Um, so do you think that that's a mindset now that you've achieved or do you think if suddenly in the next year or so you'd, you amassed, you know, a thousand true fans, as they say, that's all that you need these days, um, would you then feel a sudden new pressure to to keep them or do you think you would maintain this this mindset of i'm just going to create whatever comes naturally um i i don't think i I could do it any other way now Uh, i i I couldn't um i I can't do things to please you you can't please everybody so it's it's once you start trying to please everybody then that that you're you're down a you're down going down the wrong path really so it's i think you have to just do what what comes natural uh to you um you know, I, 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 if anything, I want to experiment more. I want to get further out there. I, I did a, a an EP um, some time ago called Delirium Pie, and that is, um, it, it's, it's a, it's basically a load of nonsense. I, I uh, sometimes when I get ill, I go delirious, and uh, one night I, I started, I felt really rough, and I started feeling myself going. Uh, 
going a bit uh, loopy. So I, I I had the foresight to hit the record button on the um the the voice recorder app on my phone, and the uh it, it basically the the uh, the rec- all the recording is is me talking random nonsense when I was delirious and didn't have a clue what I was saying um and i just uh the next day uh i imported that into cubase um added some bits of music behind it and put it out as an ep um and so it's yeah so that 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 out that ep is is literally uh me uh ran talking random delirious nonsense into a into a Mobile That's phone. really interesting. Um, Did you remember it? What you'd said the um, next day? No, it was. It's. Uh, I. I often. I. I have. I have kind of weird experiences sometimes when I when I get go delirious. There, there was one time that um, in the last house we were living in, I um, my wife had gone out and I uh, I started feeling ill and I went delirious and when she got home, uh, I'd somehow uh, gone and got a load of books and I'd left a trail of books going through the downstairs of the house, up the stairs and up towards the uh, bedroom so that she knew how to find me so she could follow this trail of books. Um, And when she got home, I wasn't even in the bedroom anyway. I'd somehow moved from the bedroom into the lounge and I was asleep on the sofa. And so I... I, um, I, uh, It wasn't the right trail anyway. No, no. But um, uh, so, yeah, I, I, I do have a strange moments when i when i go go into one of these delirious uh yeah that yeah no I, I can't imagine what that's like mm. but I, I like that you've um turned it into something artistic is that something that we can listen to or has that one not been put out? yeah that's out that's on Bandcamp. um it's uh i think it's a three three songs long um and and there's actually a, a description of of the um of the the story behind the album as well on the the Bandcamp page. So obviously we talked about being creatively free and and that that's you know the best thing and that's what gives you the best memories of making the album is the ones that you've just genuinely enjoyed and not mm. ha- had to be you know not had to uh, be a perfectionist about. Um, do you think that there are artists who do make a lot of money and make careers for themselves just because they've mastered the business side of it and the music doesn't mean that much to them and do you think that that's ultimately unfulfilling and makes them not want to do it anymore and on on, on the flip side do you think there are any artists at the moment doing exactly what they want to do who have pushed through and made you know a, a sort of a decent living for themselves and built a a fairly decent following does that make sense yeah I, I think I, I'm sure there are uh, I'm sure there are people who uh who have made uh, what the, uh, what they define as su- success um, doing music that doesn't really mean a lot to them, um, but just because they've cracked the formula, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're very happy. Maybe they will um, stay happy. It's uh, I I I don't really know. I'm I'm a bit out of touch. You know, I, I I'm. Um, I I don't really follow the the latest. I mean, I I I delve into it occasionally. You know, sometimes I'll switch the radio on just to see what's going on, and um, and I, I'm I'm a bit of a an an old man. Um, you know what what's what's this 
what's this noise, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, all, all I hear is I hear the yeah. same production styles and the same chord progressions. And Yeah, no, that's, and, just, and I, that's just fact. Yeah, so I, so I switch it <laughs> off again. And, um, um, yeah, so I, so I don't really pay much attention. And I know a lot of those songs are, are written by... Uh, not written written by the artists. Uh, I, I, you know, you hear about these. Um, is it Doctor Luke and Max Martin? They they write, a, a, you know, s- s- certain percentage of all the songs that you hear on the radio or something. Um, and they write some great songs. I mean, it, you know, don't get me wrong. That's you know, there, there's a lot out there that I don't like, but there's there are songs that I think um, that do stand the test of time. Um, it's. Uh, you know, I, some of uh, Britney Spears' songs I think are great, great pop songs. Uh, I did a cover of um, Rihanna, "Only Girl in the World," on on the the Edward Show album, uh, I, and and it's that wasn't me making fun of Rihanna or the song. I think I genuinely think it's one of the greatest pop songs in the last twenty years. It's you know I think it's an incredible uh, bit of songwriting, and and that's why I did it. Um, you know, I I didn't do it to to make fun of of anybody yeah. or anything i don't i don't think it sounds like you, you're making fun to be mm. honest it sounded like you're just taking it and I, it was a really good part of the album that i really yeah. enjoyed that but but what was the other cover yeah. on there was oh well, i did a uh, queen don't stop me now oh that um, was it. yeah that's right yeah but but uh, as the other side of your question is there anybody who has done things their own way and made a success uh, yes I, I was actually thinking about this earlier today <clears throat> do you know a band called the lemon twigs no, I don't think no, so. No, they um, they came out a couple of years ago. That uh, it's two brothers. Uh, at the time they released their first album, I think one of them was seventeen and the other was nineteen, and they're just incredible musicians. They're from, I think they're from New York, and they do uh, kind of classic pop music, um, you know, sixties, seventies influenced stuff. Uh, but they uh, they have just released their second album. Uh, I actually went to see them earlier this year. It's one of the best rock and roll shows I've seen in in years. It's, they're they're so good. Uh, the the younger brother is is one of the best drummers out there. I think um, he's uh, he's got this he's got this kind of Keith Moon energy. They're a bit uh, kind of influ- Their first album is a little bit influenced. But do you, do you remember a band called Jellyfish from the nineties? Um, I know of yeah, them. They, yeah, they um, they kind of Jellyfish influenced um, and. But yeah, they're, they're just incredible, and they've they've just released their their new album, and it's uh, it's a concept album about a monkey who goes to school, uh, gets bullied, and ends up burning the school down, and then running back off into the the, the forest or the woods or whatever. Um, and it's it's such an adventurous uh, piece of work. It's I, being honest, I don't like it as much as their first album. As much as I love musicals, it there's it's a it's a very it's a good album but it it hasn't totally grabbed me uh, maybe it will do in the future but it it's such a brave move i think to to make the album that they've made um and it's surprising that a record company would allow it uh but uh in these times but it, it's oh they're a signed a signed band are they? yeah yeah they they're um they uh they're doing I get the impression they're doing quite well for themselves. I mean, I, I you know, I don't, again, you know, their uh, their their idea of success might be different to mine, but they appear to be uh, doing what they want and uh, and having fun doing it, which to me is success.
Um, yeah, that's the, the other side of it, isn't it? That I think everyone's idea of success is different. So bands that I've followed for like years and that seem to be doing well and they're always gigging and stuff, sometimes they'll make a tweet or do a blog about how, you know, they feel a bit disheartened that they, that it's not gone further. Yeah. Um, which is something you don't really realise as a fan, especially if you've got like, you know, you've got their merch and stuff and the, to you they seem like a genuine band and you look forward to seeing them and stuff, but then they, they compare themselves to kind of the Foo Fighters or the Ed Sheerans, which is just, you know, a Glastonbury headline position. um, Yeah. Which is just a totally different kettle of fish, I guess, but... Yeah, um... That, yeah, I mean, a a lot of the... the, A lot of my favourite musicians don't have a particularly large fan base, um... And I I don't know why it it kind of... It's, uh... it, It, um... It's uh, I don't know what it's like for them, but it's it's kind of frustrating for me to to see them um, see their music not reaching uh, the yeah. the size of audience it should. Um, yeah, absolutely. I get that all the time reviewing stuff. I'm, I'm just like, oh, this is incredible. Why is you know why is no one? Why has this person got twenty Facebook likes? And yeah, I mean, know, no one's listening to know, this. I, I mean, I said it. You know, I, I I'm glad that I I don't base my idea of success on on following or or size of audience um because i would have given up long ago because i don't have i don't have an audience i don't have fans really um but you know yeah but you've not you've not done i mean have you ever put you've not really pushed kind of into the have you ever done like anything in terms of music marketing courses and that kind of thing um no, I haven't. Um, I'm I'm terrible with uh, business. I, I like to I like to create. I like to um, I you know to me it's kind of like being a kid uh, and playing with toys uh, and you know it's like well, somebody sticks a piece of paper in front of me with with big words on and I'm like oh, oh I, I, you know, I let me let me go back to the 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 um, the sandbox and the um, the Lego t- things and um, yeah, so I. But that's a great quality. That's the kind of thing people want to stumble upon. So then it's like, oh, you know, if you, that's when you need a kind of manager side of it when it just starts getting complicated. Yeah, I, th- I think though. Um, to I don't know. I think maybe to have a, a manager or somebody who deals with that side of things, it's maybe you need to have a, a certain uh, size of audience. Um, I don't know. I know a lot of people do do it themselves these days. A lot of people do deal with the 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 business side as well as the creative side. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't. I, um, I don't know. It's it. it I, it's like it's uh, you know at school I was never good at, at maths, but I was good at you know music or. Um, whatever, and uh, it it's similar similar kind of thing to me now. It's I I you know I, I I'm not good with figures and and uh, and business and and things yeah. like that. If is there if you were invited to play a gig, do you think you would go along? Yeah, I'm 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 almost at that point now. I've 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 talked with um, a few people about doing uh, some shows. Uh, I, I'm take I'm going to be taking the Edward show live soon, um, but I, as I said, that's a stepping stone to Pete Murphy live. Uh, I've spoke to um, <clears throat> uh, I I there's a possibility of me playing in London in December. Um, I I don't know if I'm supposed to say too much because it's nothing's 
confirmed or whatever it's we've just been talking about it but um ergo ergo Fismis's partner uh, lottie runs uh, an evening in london a, a sh- it's a thing called depressedival presents um and there's been talk of me going down there and and performing at their their uh, anti christmas show it's like an it's like an anti folk night they call it um it's not avant garde it's avant hard and they uh they put on some great stuff um and there's been talk of me going and doing that so and and i if it does happen i'm a bit torn on whether to do it as the edward show or as as me um so uh but yeah so i i i'm kind of i'm at the the kind of um i'm on the cusp at the moment it's uh it's uh uh, it's kind of a difficult one because it, it's kind of like the final frontier for me, the the live uh, live performance, um, and you know I've I've I think I've conquered a lot of things in the last couple of years. It's not just not just musically, but personally, I've um, uh, I did a, a trip to America on my own um, in February, which uh, was a, a big deal. As you know, in the past, I've gone through times where just leaving the house to go to the local shop has been a a, a big deal. Um, so I, okay, so you've been working on the just self development personally first, and then a kind of step by step thing towards this goal of playing live. Is that what you mean? Yeah, um, that's like later on. It's um, well, it's kind of been going hand in hand, really. It's the you know I've been conquering the the personal things alongside the the musical things you know i've been doing these experimental albums and um and and that you know alongside uh actually leaving the house and going to to um gigs uh i the i went to a gig the first gig i went to on my own was actually early last year i think um do uh, there's an artist called um alessi she goes under the name alessi's ark um, and I went to see her and uh, I, I had a chat with her afterwards and explained that uh, I've always been a um, kind of a socially anxious person. And th- this was the first time I'd ever been to a gig on my own. Um, and she just uh, put her arms around me and 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 um, and it was uh, it was really nice. She gave me a little gift. And um, so I go to see her whenever I can now. And uh, she's a really nice person, really good artist. Uh, she does, um, it's uh, it's kind of, I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, it's kind of uh, very melodic, poppy uh, folk kind of music. But if, if you if you get a chance, check out um, a song called Wives by Alessi's Ark. It's, uh, it's a really, really great song. It's uh, one of those songs that you hear and think, oh, I wish I'd written that song. Um, yeah. Yeah. Whereabouts is she based? I think she's based in London. Um, but uh, she's, I mean, she's had some, she's got a number of albums out. I think she's had some uh, success. And uh, But she's, uh, she's just a, a, a really, um, you get kind of a, a really good vibe from her when you, when you meet her. A really nice person. The other thing that I was going to mention was, um, I was going to bring up, um, C6 Steve I don't know if you've heard of him or aware of him yeah I'm aware I'm aware of him through um his what what record label is he on uh I can't remember the the record label I was just reading about him today but no I can't remember the the label but yeah he's he's 
he's doing incredibly well. But um, when you read about him, it, he was in, well into his 60s before anyone, well, not before anyone had heard of him, but, you know, to the mainstream eye, uh, he, he kind of didn't, he suddenly appeared. Yeah, that's and great. Like, oh, it's cool, you know. But through his eyes, he he's always been a musician. He's been a traveling musician since he was very, very young. And so yeah. nothing nothing really changed except the size of the stage as he got much older. Yeah. Um, and that was quite an inspiring... And, and obviously he's just completely himself. He makes his own instruments, does yeah. his thing. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, I mean, uh, James Hall, uh, one of my favourite musicians, once said to me that... Um, said, you're never too old to be a rock star. Uh, and and yeah, I think sure. uh, C6 Steve proves that, you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. So what's um, so you you hopefully doing some gigs as Edward in the near future, like in the next couple of months? Yeah. Um, what's next for you, recording wise? Have you got anything in in the um, pipeline? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of I'm, I'm rehearsing the Edward show at the moment, but I'm kind of. Uh, I don't have any plans for more Edward music at the moment, so uh, it's it's back to musically. It's back to Pete Murphy, um, and I'm I'm working on. Uh, I th- I'm sure I've said this before, but I'm always carrying around a, a number of projects in my head at any given moment, and uh, I'm currently working on a a pair of albums. Uh, they're kind of, um, I guess, like a. I don't know, brother and sister album. Um, one's called Unpop Music and the other one's called Pop Music. Um, but it will be my version of pop music. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, you know. Um, okay, cool. Uh, so it's quite, with with the performance, because I'm quite surprised that you're, um, you say that you're quite introverted. When I watched, like, you did the, the Tesco video for Edward and stuff and... Um, just from listening to your music, there's definitely a confidence about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I am uh, very introverted. I, I, uh, I, I, even though I've, you know, I, I can go to a gig on my own now. I don't go out very often. Um, I'm not a very social person. I'm very quiet, very shy. I always have been. Um, I. Um, do you think when you sing the way that you do, then on your record, that like that's kind of is like a release for you is it therapeutic to you know express yourself that in with because there's a lot of like volume to a lot of the stuff on on all the albums that i've listened to um you know and you fill it out with loads of piano pieces and big drums and stuff like that does it feel therapeutic to you to make that kind of music um yeah all that out of your system i guess yeah it's um i mean I, i used to i used to use arrangement um as a cover-up for my insecurities, now I use arrangement um, as a way of expressing uh, myself. So I, I, um, I, I don't. Uh, how how do I answer this correctly? Um, I. That's a good answer. I, I I'm more comfortable um, with my voice now. Um, I. Um, yeah, I'm, it's I'm, not the kind of thing you could. You, you could just stand at the mic and do is, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It seems like it would be, you know, mildly theatrical type of thing to witness. Yeah, um, I mean, I, um, it's something I've never really thought too much about. Uh, I'm just kind of running it through my head now. But um, I, I think, I think now uh, I've been the the Edward Show thing I've been practicing has has been. Um, 
acoustic guitar and vocal. Um, and uh, I have recently added, like, I'm doing a, a playing Cajon with a, a, like a kick drum pedal and I've got a little box that, the, that I tap with my foot to do a snare drum as well. Um, but it's... Um, Previously, I would never have been comfortable with just an acoustic guitar and vocal, uh, even on a recording. Um, but yeah, I, I totally as I said, that, that, that's, that's where uh, why I said that I used to use arrangement to cover up my insecurities. I may have filled things out just because it would uh, maybe um, distract you from my voice. Uh, you know, if, oh, I'll put a nice string part here, it might distract from my singing. Um, whereas now, the reason that I put a string part in is because I... I can hear a string part in my head and I feel it needs to be there. Um, and it's not to uh, to divert your attention from my, my singing. Um, and it's to enhance the, the moment or to... Yeah, so, so I feel more comfortable now. If, if a song, if I don't feel that a song needs anything other than a voice and a guitar or a voice and a piano or just a voice, then I will, I will just do the voice and not flesh it out with uh uh lots of other things yeah okay cool so just uh like last couple of questions how how important do you think uh collaborating with other artists is um obviously the first time i heard you was you collaborated with acoustic maddie um do you think that that kind of thing helps you um do you feel more confident when you're working with somebody else or would you rather just do your own thing and shape it yourself um i find it difficult in some ways because um i think when you're first coming up with a song i i writing songs is a very solitary thing for me it's um you know i i i don't want somebody hearing me sitting there working something out going like um uh, uh, la, la, you know it's yeah. kind of it's embarrassing and um i breaks the mood a bit yeah and and it's I know when I'm on my own, I can just sit there and make silly noises and, and sing out of tune and uh, and or, you know, scream if I want to because of something's going wrong. or um, And I think I feel more self-conscious when I'm working with someone. I mean, the, the, the Maddie thing was very different because we obviously she's in uh, a thousand miles away. So we were we were our uh, our sessions were done. Uh, via email and uh, passing. Oh, you just sent a bit to each other. Yeah, so you know Rather. we'd send ideas oh, okay. back and forth, and or I'd you know I think um, I, I'm trying to think how we did it now. Um, uh, yeah, so so she would come up with a song, and um, I would she'd send the lyrics, and I'd sing a, a you know a verse, and then send her the the vocal file back, and she would add that in. Or uh, I think there was a bit where she said um she said to me uh write me some lyrics and s send them to me so i did and we ended up with a song from that and um but it was very much you know we we did our own you know we did our own work and then and then pass things back and forth um and yeah. it was it was you can hear that it, it, it's totally a fusion of both of your styles having heard you individually and then together which i really liked about it you didn't kind of settle on you know, one or the other, or some new thing. Yeah, it's you just um, both put it, yourselves into it. Yeah, we we didn't really. Um, I mean, originally it was just going to be an EP, uh, and then we started working on it, and we just wrote more and more songs, and it became an album. Um, and it was very interesting to do, uh, and the um, 
there were there was it was it was weird uh, that there were I don't know things just seemed to happen. Um, it was like you know there, there was some, I'm I'm trying to let me just uh, yeah I I don't really think any any song on the album was done in the same way. Uh, there was you know. Um, there were songs where Maddie wrote and recorded all the music and then I sang over it or there were songs where I wrote, recorded the music and she did bits on top of that and there were, you know, some songs where I wrote lyrics and she wrote music and, and it was just, it was a bit of a free-for-all really. Um, because I think because we we didn't go into it with any expectations really. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, so we just... We're like, okay, let's do this and you see what happens. Any rules as well. Yeah, no rules, and, and I think Ma that's how Maddie works anyway. She doesn't, um, she doesn't stick to to the rules, and and I like that about her. She's very uh, free with her music and very uh, very expressive, very, um, and she's a really really nice person as well. You know, uh, her her music at times can sound really aggressive and angry and loud, but you you communicate with her, and she's. You know, she's really, really nice person. She's not this uh, yeah, shouty, yeah. angry lady. She's uh, she's it's just a really, really laid. Yeah, no, that makes a, a lot of times like the the heavier metal bands that um, I tend to work with, I just end up being some of the nicest people yeah. ever. From any of your projects whatsoever, if you were to choose the song to kind of see this session to a finish, which one would you choose for me to play? I don't know. There's, there's so much that, that is really special to me for different reasons. Um, you know, I mean, like the Jenny LeBlanc album, my, one of my favourite people in the whole world actually played the part of Jenny LeBlanc on that. She's um, a lady in America. She's an artist uh, called Suzanne. And um, so I, I really love... Uh, the fact that she is a, a big part of that album um, and also my wife did the narration on the album. Um, Thelonious Punk is... is uh, I really love that album. It's, it's, like, uh, it's like asking me which, which of my dogs is my favourite. Um, I think a song that really encompasses a lot of what I do is uh, the first song from the Thelonious Punk album. It's called Emma's Dizzy Spells. Um, and it's, um, it's got, uh, it's melodic. It has, um, it has strings, it has guitars, it has, um, and lyr lyrically it's, it's about me as well. Um, I, yeah, I, I wrote that one down actually as a possible intro. I was going to ask you oh, right, what, okay. that or, um, or the or the intro off from Jenny's uh, from Jenny the Blank is it just called In? Oh yeah, that's the that's just the um, where it's it, like a soundscapey yeah sort of. yeah that that's that's kind of introduced because that's I, I tend I seem to end up doing concept albums I don't know why it just happens um, but yeah that that yeah kind but it's of, cool it's got I like that it's got quite a spooky feel yeah to it. it introduces um, the story uh, I mean I don't know if you're aware of the the story behind the album but um, it's it it kind of uh, you know the uh, the the main character gets uh, shot uh, while she's skating on some ice with her partner, and it's actually her partner who did the shooting. Um, and so yeah, so the the bang you hear is the gunshot and all that, and um, and then when the music war goes all funny and warpy, that's her slipping into her um, 
unconscious state. Uh, I'm kind. Of, I'm proud of everything I've done. Um, I don't think there's there's anything that you know. Sometimes I listen back to an album. Uh, I said I don't do it very often, but I, you know I do occasionally listen to my work, and I. I think, oh, I could have done that a bit differently or I could have done that better because they're all done so quickly and there's so much improvisation that happens. But but overall, I'm massively, massively proud of, of everything that I've put out. Um, and so there's nothing on, nothing on there that I think, oh, that's embarrassing, don't, don't play that or whatever. So, uh... Is there anything that you might be able to say as kind of a means of inspiring someone who's also quite introverted but hasn't yet got to the point of putting out the music but is very creative um is there anything that you've learned that that would help with that um i don't know because i don't know if there's anything that anybody uh, if if i was uh if 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 it was if the roles were reversed and i was uh younger again listening to somebody else talking about how they'd overcome their problems i, I don't know if it would have would have an impact on me um but uh it's and, and for me, it has definitely been a, a, a process and a, and a long, uh, a long period of time to get to this stage. Um, I mean, I, I could you say it's been doing things rather than just thinking about doing. Yeah, things. I, I mean, I think um, I, I guess what I'd say is don't don't do anything to to try and please anyone else. Um, do do what makes you happy. Um, don't try and um, you know, I, I, I did my, my time trying to copy my favourite artists and sound like my favourite artists. Um, and although I still have my favourite artists now, I don't think I, I sound anything like them. Um, it, you know, they might be massive influences on me, like, you know, uh, Ergo Fismis and people like that, but I, I, I don't think I sound anything like my, my influences. Um, and that takes time as well to get, to get there. To find it, yeah. yeah. I don't think you sound like anyone um, in particular. I think that was one of the things that I liked about your music. It just was, A, it was really good, really full sounding, really musically kind of satisfying and interesting, but also that it just sounded new, you know? It was like, oh, who's this? This is a completely new character or person or artist. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, which yeah, is great. I, because I, I have to say, I, I don't really know what I'm doing. I have no... Uh, no real uh, training. I, I had guitar lessons when I was younger, but I can't read music. I can't write music. I don't know how to do string arranging or anything like that. I just mess around, mess around, just, and just play. Yeah, and um, and so yeah. So I, I it's uh, it's 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 nice to have somebody say something nice about what I do because I don't very often hear. Uh, I don't I don't necessarily hear bad things either. I just don't hear anything usually, um, other than people that are really close to me like my you know my mom or my wife or my closest friends nobody um really says much about what I do I don't get a lot of feedback um you know so that this is why I, I think I, it's pointless trying to follow any trends or do anything that uh, to please other people because um <laughs> when it comes to my music nobody really cares anyway so it's I might as well just do what I want to Thank you so much. Um, it's really nice to chat with you and kind of get a little bit of insight to like behind the music and, and yeah, it's been good experiences to chat and stuff. Yeah.